Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Camber Hill. Today is Friday, August 14th, 2009. Two of a kind, for your information, we're two of a kind. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of Sounds Fabulous. Oh, gotta dust off the microphone and dust off your voice. Well, we've all we've been very busy. We have been very busy, and we've been traveling the world and having a good time. You have been traveling the world. I have been doing (laughs) the local neighborhood. We didn't talk about your trip to Italy, did we? No, but we don't need to because that's just gonna make me cry. (laughs) You don't want to talk about that. Well, welcome back to uh, episode two of season three of uh, Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast. Um, this week's special guest, you want to guess who this week's special guest is? Well, uh, no, why don't you go ahead and just <laughs> surprise me. Uh, this week we're talking with voiceover artist and teacher uh, MJ Lalo of creatingvoices.com. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, she's very. Ex- it's very exciting because she's an incredibly talented lady. Huh. Uh, she's got a lot of uh, work under her belt. She's got an amazing resume, and I have her resume right here. Where is it? Let's see. Ellen, she- <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's she's done. She's been- Obviously, she's been working either incredibly quickly and working very hard or for a very long time, but she's done TV, DVD, well, she's and she's 93 years old. She, <laughs> she's had some time. I think. She- and See? I think you met my sister when you were in Italy. She cooked something nice for you. Hi, MJ. How you doing today? I'm doing very nice. I'm so glad you went to my home country. Oh, <laughs> MJ, I'm so... Place, huh? Oh, she's Italian. She's an Italian lady from, from Italy. 100% Italian. Oh, yay. I'm so happy that you're able so to... Uh, I'm an absolute purebred. I have papers. Prego, prego, prego. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight and, and giving us some time between all the... Uh, the classes and the business that you have doing. I understand that uh, you teach several classes in voiceover right now in your studio in, in Burbank? Yes, right. It's a great studio. We got three mics and uh, six headphones and a nice big space to do some improvisation, which a lot of people that teach voiceover don't do improvisation. They really don't mm. handle the improv acting part. It's just get on the mic and read your Kellogg's commercial, you know. So. <laughs> That's something I love to do. I've got uh, an intro class coming up on August 18th, and I've got a big professional class, more professional advanced, coming up on September 9th with five guest directors that are casting directors and agents. And then on the 10th, I have an intermediate class, and uh, and then I teach three of them. Now, the agents and the directors, when they come to the class, what do they do in the class? Do they teach it, or do they just hang out? And no, they actually or? come with copy that they've directed or cast, and uh, you know, all the students get a chance to just take a whack at it and see how they do. Every director has their own style, so that's why I like to bring in guests, because People can't just have me direct because I'm a certain kind of director and other people just direct completely differently and you got to be able to pick up your cues right. How long have you been at this, MJ? I have been at it since 1920, <laughs> uh, although that was before there was voiceover on movies. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually started in San Francisco as a post-production music company because I was a jazz singer and I sang in all the clubs up there and then I got involved in doing some radio ads. Then I moved into voiceover in 1991. Wow. Is this something that you saw yourself doing at a young age, or did you just kind of fall into it? Or you obviously well, quite good at it. I was just kind of one of those loud girls. You know, I was just always making noises and funny voices, and uh, so it just seemed normal for me to 
to be like that, but what happened is I was singing on a wonderful film called A Play in the Fields of the Lord, uh, which is great with Kathy Bates. Yes, and I remember. Her. Yeah. Uh, we came out of the session, and one of the people I was singing on that film with was uh, said, "They're really that shit was fun." I said, "Oh my God, that is a that is a great voice." And she said, "Yeah, I'm studying that." And I said, "You can study wacko voices. Give me this person's name." So this person moved up. Her name was uh, Bobby Block, and she moved up uh, to change her name to Samantha Paris and started a voiceover school in Sausalito, and I went to it. And just oh. loved it. And I said, boy, this is, I'm going to add to music. I'm going to add voiceover. Right. What was your breakthrough um, uh, gig that really put you in the circle of voiceover artists in Los Angeles? In Los Angeles was probably the Lilo and Stitch. Um, I did that for oh, the, Disney. The Disney film, uh, yeah. I've seen it's, that. It's running in the parks. I'm talking to my son on the phone, and then uh, Stitch run by, runs by and grabs his cell phone. You can hear that at, uh, in the various uh, in, in the parks and the pavilions and yeah. rides and so forth. Yeah, so that nice. was a that was a good one for me for sure. And then I did All Aboard America, and that one like a the family entertainment thing that was a DVD that took you across America in songs and everything else. I played the role of Stars the Dog. Stars the Dog for All Aboard. Um, God, I've done so many things. SF when I was in SF, I did SF Homicide. I did TV Guide. Uh, there was a fun thing up there called Liquid Sky, which was coming out of Colossal Pictures, which was very, that was like cutting edge, Liquid Sky. It was kind of like a way before Comedy Central. Do you have a favorite now, as you've had this uh, significant career? At this particular point, what do you have one that really stands out that you had the most fun and you showed up in ways beyond your imagination? You know, it's funny. I feel like the thing that I had the most fun doing was my own projects now that I'm that currently shopping uh, because I played all different kind of voices. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got to do the voices, write it, write it with some partners, and we produced it all here. And so all of those different characters were just fun because when I let the characters speak, yeah. all kinds of crazy things came out. My breakthrough... And this is kind of an interesting story in terms of really staying to who you are as, as an actor. I was in voice class, and we had to do, I was a fairy godmother thing, and I did her black, you know. <laughs> you know what? A fairy you know, godmother that's black? 1990, right? Nobody was doing black characters. There were no black characters in animation. Mm. They were like, you know what? Uh, you can't really, it, that's not going to get you anywhere. My first role was as, was as a black woman. It was Redwood Games. And I played a black woman that was uh, helping a, a child, who was a black child as, as well, uh, put together some junk from my junkyard to go to outer space. Oh, how fun. Yeah, it was fun. And she was a fun character. And I liked it just because I felt that people were like, no, you don't do that. And nobody does blacks in cartoons. And, you, you know, we all have to think back to what it was like back in 1990, 1991. It right, was like right. Very white. Right. Hollywood white. She was just a fun character for me. and But here's what I mean by staying true to who you are as an actor. My father was a jazz musician. We were about around black musicians all the time. I heard what these people spoke like. I right. heard the singers. The, and it was just normal for me to do that. But to right. insult me like, yeah, you really can't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's my background. Before we talk about your book... Let's take a minute and, and listen to your uh, demo. That you, I've got your demo CD keyed up here. 
Uh-huh. And, and let's give a listen to some of the voices and the characters that you uh, produced and, uh, and, and, and check it out and see exactly what type of voiceover artist you are. What do you say? But I'd you say know, our... starting with Chi-Chi, she's so cute, you know? She's very good <laughs> Chi-Chi's too, you will like that. Let's give a listen and check it out. This our is... seven listeners are waiting with <laughs> anticipated breath. This is MJ Lalo's uh, voiceover animation demo. Is oh, that right? Hey, I'm the eighth listener. Oh, the eighth listener. I'm sorry, we have eight now. This is your uh, MJ Lalo's animation demo. Is that right? Your latest animation demo? That's right, Dory. Okay, stand by. I am going to climb this mountain in my platforms. When I reach the peak, will I find enlightenment? Ask the mashed potatoes. So, Alfred, what are you going to do for your science project? For my science project, I want to go back to the dinosaur time and find out what those guys ate. <coughs> Excuse me. They ate gummy bears. Ah, don't you know they were vegans? You're all wrong. They went to KFC. Hey, Grams, could uh, you write a note for school for me? Because, like, I didn't show up. No. <laughs> Grandma, can I borrow your iPod? No. I think it's time to take Grandma to the home. Come on, Robbie. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Robbie can't go to the home. He's not allowed. Jump on, boy. We're going to Burning Man. <laughs> Captain Thompson, permission to lie on the Oh, that'll mess up a girl's hair, dude. Goodbye, Vito, me bambino. Oh, Marone. I pray for you, Vito. Dear God. Ma, I'm just going around the corner for a pizza. This is Mother Earth, and this is all I got to say to you with all your drilling and probing. It feels like you're giving me a freaking Kalani. So is that normal to have um, so many characters in one like little demo audit, like all those people sitting around the table? Or did you invent that, or is that standard? I like to do. I mean, I think that when you do an animation demo where you go, "Hi, hey, I'm a little bunny in the forest," and I'm an owl that sits in the tree. It's it's who cares? I mean, it's just not taking me anywhere. So I thought what would work best, and I started this back in 2001, is for people to set up scenarios where all of their characters talk to each other because then people get engrossed in an actual story with a payoff. You know, that makes it interesting. We take Grandma through this whole scenario. Boom, it ends with her taking off on the motorcycle to Burning Man. That's much more interesting than here's this character, here's this one, here's this one, here's this one. Is one of the benefits that you could sit in your Malibu home and have your own recording studio and you can actually still go shopping at um, Trader Joe's and not be bombarded by people because it's your voices, not your face, and you're still making income and you're still in the center of Los Angeles and all the entertainment? Is that a true right. overall... You know what? I'll get a two-part question there. I think the, the first thing is, yes, the home studio thing's really taken off. It's You've got free software now, audacity.com, that you can load up, uh, and you can get really good microphones that are USB. They go, bam, right into your computer. So, yeah, you can do that right at home, and you can sit there in your jammies and be there nude. Who cares? You know, you're doing your yeah. voiceover. So, yeah. um, it, so that's the uh, beauty of it. The other thing is that... Because people don't see you, they're not going to make judgments on what you look like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, okay, well, we were hoping it was a blonde that was going to do this voiceover. It's like, right. yeah, get out of here. I'm, I'm not a blonde with 38 D cups. So, yeah. <laughs> but right. I, so I'll still get the job. Right. So, so that's pretty cool. But it would also seem from some of your eloquent descriptions that voiceover comes from 
an eclectic gathering of experiences that allows you to pull from, not unlike acting. However, children can sometimes be the epitome of, of a real different sort of energy. But a voiceover artist has to have some data built into their cells in order to bring the character alive. Do you think that's so? I know what you mean. I think that there are certain people who are better at it because they're better at playing. They're better at pretending. Yeah. Some people can't. You put them in the booth and you go, well, you're, you're this big giant and you're climbing this mountain. They go, oh, okay, I'm a giant climbing a mountain. I said, well, you know, are you going to breathe heavy? Are your feet big? It's like, oh, okay, I'm climbing this. I mean, they, they can't, they can't get visualize there. the scene and get into right. it, so they're going to have more problems. Whereas people that I really got into more pretend as a kid... Uh, are probably going to do a lot better in it. If they get a hold of your book, they're going to be able to begin the process of being a superstar. The, vo- the book, is again, is voiceover for animation. takes animation and voiceover students and professionals alike through the animated voiceover world. 255 uh, pages of a book and a 12-track CD. And you say that you're mostly on the CD at the end? I am on the C- I do all 12 tracks. Uh, start with a character development and go through to, you know, act actually making an animation demo and but a lot of it is very experiential like there's somebody in the booth that I'm directing her and her animation demo so it isn't just me yakking away it's Good. it's experiential what about a website and a phone number and what do you want to where can get- we get the book tell me where we can find it get the book at Amazon Barnes and Noble Focal F-O-C-A-L Press I, and also at Samuel French Samuel French is a big acting you know oh, bookstore excellent, so excellent. And, but you can go online. I mean, even if you go to my site, you can click on it, and it will take you to Barnes & Noble or, or Amazon. Creatingvoices.com. C-R-E-A-T-I-N-G-V-O-I-C-E-S.com. It'll take you to MJ Lalo, MJLalo.com, which is an M and a J and a L-A-L-L-O. Um, if you want to see just my just stuff I've done and nothing connected to MJ Productions, my whole production company, to sell, to get to some fantastic network or cable station to just pick these puppies up. Fabulous. Now, if, yeah. you, if you have a, a special message that you want to give to anybody who's out there who's interested in finding out more about, you know, wanting to know if they should pursue a voiceover career or um, are thinking about it or they're on the fence about it, what what special inspirational message can you give to our listeners out there, all eight of them? Um, you know what? I think it's just all about, I call it like the, the, the three C's. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a, it's challenging. Uh, you got to have courageous. You got to be courageous about it. And you got to have commitment. And I think that goes for everything in life. But I wish I could say that's just voiceover. That's everything. Once you see something, you say, you know, I really love to do this. Great. But then you got to have the other three C's right after that. Thank you for allowing us to spend this time with you. And I look forward. I'm going to pick up the book and the uh, CDs. And I'm going to sit in my car in traffic on purpose so that I don't go anywhere or do anything but listen and study and become able to use my voice like you, girl. And I'm going to send. And you know your... what? The best place to, I think, get as much as you can on my CD is, is just get on the five and sit there. <laughs> okay. You know, there are a thousands and thousands five, of people. Oh, my God, you have such a client base. And I'm going to sign up for your September 9th (laughs) class. I think that sounds interesting to me. Okay. I'll see you. you Anyway, uh, my main regret is that you can't see me because I'm just fucking beautiful. (laughs) Other than that, it was a good time. We know that you're a six-foot-tall blonde with big boobs. I know that. Topless. Topless.
I'm getting really heated up right now. Really heated up right now. Great. I I really enjoyed talking with you guys too. And hello to all your listeners. And uh, yeah, go to my website. Have a good time. Listen to some demos. You'll have fun. Okay. Thanks. Creatingvoices.com. That's it. Thanks, MJ. Bye bye. That Camry Hill was MJ Lalo, voiceover artist extraordinaire. Yes, that was a it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. You know, I got turned on to her uh, a long time ago from uh, some friends of mine that had taken voiceover classes from her, and they said that she's just she's not only an amazing teacher, but she's very prolific. She she does several classes a week, and she's got amazing amounts of talent coming out of her classes, and she's very you know boom boom boom. She gets it done. She she has all these great connections, and when a person wants to learn how to do uh, voiceover work. She's typically the go-to the go-to gal. Yeah. And um, now, what I wanted to ask you in reference to um, MJ's extensive resume and what we talked with her tonight about her career. Right. And tying that into sounds fabulous, think fab, the twelve elements of thinking fabulous. Mm-hmm. I was gonna I was gonna tell you that I think out of the twelve elements of thinking fabulous, I think authenticity is probably her greatest strong point. Yes. Well, and authenticity... Because you had mentioned that word before during the interview. Right. Right. She has it all integrated. The nice thing is the people who really have a fabulous life are, are, are living in their occupation. Their occupation is their life force, opposed to their career. She's a good example of people that we have spoken with before on Sounds Fabulous who are completely integrated that which they walk and talk and eat and sing and cry and get passionate about is the occupation of their soul and mj is a great example of somebody on fire passionate interested plugged in in the circle and making things happen doing what she loves loving what she does and in this case spreading that love out and putting herself out there where people who need her can find her so other yeah. people can find that yes. joy as well. And it's risky, but it pays off in dividends that are beyond your imagination. Well, of course, and in this case, she's been working at this for 18 years now. Right. Uh, apparently, she really likes the work that she's doing. Yeah, she's doing well with it. She's not only doing the gig, but she's lending a hand to other men and women, such as yourself, who's just established yourself as the new guy on the block you're starting to get into the circle you you've used your heart connections your soul is interested in expanding you're not just i-e-l-a dot net dot net right yeah it is yeah, dot net you're more than that you wanted to you wanted to be more than i-e-l-a dot net you wanted to begin to use your voice because you sounded great on sounds fabulous that's right and that was your ladder you were climbing the ladder you know i get really excited about it because while i was in new york for this recent trip i took to new york uh, and I was there in New York building my demo. Uh, I bumped into two people who I'd seen over the last few years, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen recently. Um, a massage therapist that that did some work on my shoulders for me. I hadn't seen him since 2002. And a person who works uh, at a little shop, their little gift shop, where I bought a gift for you actually that I sent you. Yes, that I have in my um, spiritual box. And both over of them there. said the same thing to me on the same day. Which was? Which was I didn't know who you were until I heard your voice. Oh, and then the, and the, the oh. massage therapist told me he says I don't I didn't remember who you were when you made the appointment. He says, but now that I'm sitting here talking to you and I heard your voice, I remember who you uh, were. You're that yes. guy from L.A. Yeah, and I said, yeah. And he says, now I remember you. Right. And the and the woman at the gift shop said the exact same thing. She says, I didn't know who you were, but as soon as you opened your mouth, I remembered you. Right. And to me, that that says everything. So it you know MJ is another one of these people, and one of the things that um, 
she said in her class, and that a lot of people say in their classes, that, that friends will tell you, if you want to be an, a voiceover artist, your friends will tell you, you know, you really should be a voiceover artist. You really should be doing something with your voice because you have one of those types of voices. People tell me that all the time. And the other artists that I've talked to, people tell them that all the time. Huh. People so, tell me I should uh, bag groceries. <laughs> because I can, I can put a rice box in with fresh vegetables. You are so talented at that. I gotta I say, you can pack more stuff into a single bag. In the old days, I used to sit at Jemco and watch the bagger, and I just thought, <laughs> he is so handsome and so clean cut. I know he has a family, and he's rich, and he has a limousine, and I want to bag groceries like Jemco box boys. <laughs> and I, and I've, I've reached, I've, I've made it, I've made it. You're quite, you know, if you could make a career, and I think you can. I, I'm doing it. Bagging I'm making groceries. a career of bagging groceries. I love groceries, it's very intimate. <laughs> Brown. It's very food. brown, and it sucks the life right out of your skin. You have to wear long sleeves. That's really? part. That's a really? tip really? from somebody in the occupation. Yeah, wear maybe long next, sleeves. Maybe our next podcast will interview you on the art of bagging groceries bagging, and which element. And don't the, put my frozen with my um, dry produce. And don't put my bread on the bottom. Don't put my eggs until you check them. I asked a woman the other day, "Did you check your eggs?" And she said, "That's a very personal question." <laughs> Oh my God! Does it never stop with these people? You all got very clever senses. Yeah, it's very, very clever. Well, this has been a fabulous, uh, uh, expanded way of doing. Uh, sounds fabulous. Thank you for coming back to life, Thomas Thank you for G. Force Gable. Here, Camber Hill. It was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed introducing you to MJ Lalo. Yeah, I look forward to um, reading and listening to all her stuff and our eight listeners. And uh, don't we'll forget like it, it too. For those of you who are out there, don't forget to check out her book, Voiceover for Animation, by MJ. Well, it's by, uh, what was the name of the one? Jean Ann Wright was the co-writer? Yeah, and yeah, Jean Ann Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. And you can find the book at Amazon.com, or you can go to MJ's website at creatingvoices.com. You did that very well. I would never remember that in a million years. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast, brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and thinkfabulous.com. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.